0: Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Owen Sound Attack forward, Cedric Winden. Uh, Cedric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Anytime. How have you been doing recently? You know, we just spoke off camera that you were playing golf. You picked that up in the past couple of years. Uh, It must be nice getting back on the course uh, in in such a beautiful day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, The summer has been really good, right? Like so far uh just staying in shape hitting a gym hitting the ice and obviously uh just to get my mind off things hit the golf course with somebody so it's always a, a fun time for sure
0: have you been keeping up with the OHO playoffs
1: yeah for sure I mean uh once we got eliminated it's always uh kind of uh fun to see uh what who the team that kicked you out is how, how they're doing right so uh we kind of followed Flynn along until they were uh until they were all the playoffs, and then uh, I have a lot of buddies throughout the league that I was supporting, obviously for uh, for their own good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we followed it. Happy for Hamilton. Congrats to them for uh, winning the championship, and now we're just uh, watching a bit of the the Mem Cup. So,
0: I mean, that Mem Cup is so exciting. William Dufour came off a four goal performance earlier today. Uh yeah, I I've, I love junior hockey. I love that game today. I've been following it uh, closely. It's it's been a great tournament
1: yeah for sure exactly
0: who was your biggest influence to get into hockey uh I'd have
1: to say my older brother um i mean he's the first one that uh that has uh that put on the skates in my family so uh it was kind of the reason why I started playing hockey and uh him being three years older than me was always kind of uh me looking up to him and then he always uh he was always a good player in, but then decided to move along with other things and then I kept I just kept playing hockey so uh but he's definitely the biggest influence on me
0: I guess that's the one edge you have over your brother right
1: yeah exactly
0: was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after
1: uh well I mean my favorite player growing up was always like Jason Spezza with the Ottawa Senators I remember watching him play he was like him and Donald Alfredson were so excited to, to watch and then uh Growing up older, I was a big fan of uh, jean Gabriel Pajol. Um, I think that's who I try to model my game after. Uh, right now, he's uh, really a really great player, and uh, just smaller guy that just works off. So uh, just works uh, his butt off. Sorry. So it's really exciting to to see him play and kind of see the the way that I can match his game. So.
0: Well, I mean, you just mentioned a couple of, you know, Senators players who did really well in that uniform. Like, did you become a Senators fan growing up?
1: I mean, I'm from Ottawa, right? So that was my local team watching growing up. So it was always putting on TV, watching Ottawa play. And, uh, but as we got closer to the NHL draft, you kind of get that out of your mind. So I kind of treat every team equally, but Ottawa was that team growing up that always watched play.
0: Did you happen to see any Sense games growing up?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of uh, usually my birthday gift from my aunt. So she was a season ticket holder, so she'd bring me out on my birthday. So it was kind of a yearly thing. I'd go at least once. And then uh, with uh, with all the hockey, I'd plan a season. And we didn't really have time to go that much. But uh, it was always a thing I had to do at least once every year.
0: One, I guess, getting into a bit of your career here now, one of the, you know, fun things that I found researching you was uh, you were invited to play in the Pro Hockey Selects Tournament in 2019. And, you know, that featured Ty Nelson and David Goyette, who had fantastic seasons for themselves. What was your biggest takeaway from that tournament?
1: Um, Honestly, at that time, just getting a chance to play with good players at that age was... uh what i i got from that and uh you know it's not every time that you get to chance with get the chance to play with good players like that at a young age so you kind of uh you know get put in situations that you're you're usually not in your uh winner team so um it was uh great tournaments with those guys and uh it was always fun playing with those guys
0: did that kind of give you an early glimpse of what playing in the ohl would be like yeah, sort
1: of. I mean, when you, you get in a, a faster-paced game at a young age with the top players from, your like, your country and stuff, uh, you don't get a taste of what the OHL is, right? But you kind of get a taste of what it's like playing against and with guys that are better than you. So, because um, my local league back home was always uh, – I was always one of the bigger fishes in that pond, right? So – and then once you get put in a bigger pond with a lot of bigger fish, that's when uh, – you know, you kind of realize what it's like uh, moving on to the next step.
0: It always pushes you to develop better, right?
1: Exactly. It always kind of gives you a good idea of where, where you need to be to, to stay one of the top guys, right?
0: Well, let's talk about your hometown team there. Picking up on that point, you were part of the leadership team for the Rockland Nationals in the 2019-20 season. Can you speak to what that means to to yourself as a confidence booster?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always thought I was a, a pretty good leader in the room and on the ice. So uh, for me, uh, coming in that season with older guys on the team was kind of uh, just a development season and trying to, trying to do good for my OHL draft season at that time. So just learning how to be a good, uh, a good leader and uh, always keeping to be a good example in the dressing room and stuff was, uh, was great to learn at that age.
0: In that same year, you participated in the Youth Olympic Games. Lots of players dream of representing their home country. What does it mean for you to don the Team Canada jersey?
1: Yeah, it's always—I mean, it's such an honor, right? It's like it's a dream come true. And uh, once once I got my my name called uh, for that team, I was I was shocked and was really happy. So it's just about preparing yourself and kind of having a mentality of going there to win. And besides being too excited to be there, so you kind of have to. You know, calm down a bit and just uh, embrace it. And so, uh, you know, wearing the Maple Leaf is always—it's uh, always an honor, and it's—it's it's just another—it's an, a feeling I can't really explain, right? It's—it's it's crazy.
0: You guys earned a bronze medal from that tournament. It's obvious that's not what you guys wanted from the start. But can you speak to how that tournament made you a more mature player?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have guys on that team like Connor Bedard. Well, not Connor Bedard at that time. He was that the the u18 sorry but you had guys like Fentelli and uh matt savoy uh ty nelson like you mentioned uh danton right those are all like projected first round picks so uh at that time uh they were like had a really gap uh really big gap between them and other players so you kind of go there and kind of uh, learn from them get the chance to buddy up and everything they become family and and you know they're they were great teammates at that time so um you go in there and you just try to learn the most and try to have fun. Right. That's the most important thing. Like you go there and it's, it's different. It's another, another game. So it's just, uh, it's just hockey. So.
0: What's it like playing on the bigger ice? Like you must've been there first game. Like, Holy shit, this is so big. Like I, I'm not used to this.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like you kind of realize when you down the puck in the corner and you retrieve it because you're like, Oh my God, the feels like the back of the net and everything is so much bigger it's kind of uh, easier in a way where, like, you don't get hit as much just because you have more room to to escape from situations, right? So you kind of get, like, I find I got tired a bit quicker, though. That's the hardest thing. Like, the pace is faster. uh, There's less heading, and it's more like of a skilled game because there's so much room out there. But it's definitely a big difference once you, like, realize, like, oh, my God, like, I have way way more room than back home. So
0: Uh, What's it also, like, you guys also played USA. Like, that must have been huge for you.
1: Yeah, it's, like, literally one of those, uh, like, throwbacks from the, the Olympics when Canada played USA. That's how it felt for me. That, that game was as big as that game for me, right? Uh, all the boys, obviously, we, we lost by one goal. It was a very close game, but um, that was, like, that was a crazy uh, experience where it was, I think, 9,500 fans in the building, it was loud. It was all mostly kids from school, so it was just the first time I got a taste of what, what it was like to play on the big stage, right? So,
0: and That must have gone, di- you dialed in. Like, seeing that on the schedule, like, oh my god, I'm going to play USA. I finally get to actually play in the rivalry.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's You kind of know some guys on the other side, too. You play against so many, of and with them in spring hockey, that it's kind of like, all right, this is it, we're battling, right? So it's just, uh, it's a big battle and it's like going to war, just strap on your boots and you go play, so.
0: One of the better things that came, uh, that came from the pandemic uh, for you was getting drafted 10th overall in the OHL draft to the attack. How did you celebrate that moment?
1: Uh, obviously it was kind of difficult with all that was going on at that time. But for me, it was uh, like a big personal achievement and uh, for my family as well um it's such a great organization and looking back at it I'm so grateful for it it's a great spot great staff everything so uh we'd obviously uh celebrated as a family and with friends but um at that time it was kind of harder the, to to look at things and uh so just with all that was going on so
0: in the season leading up to the draft did you feel any pressure at all from scouts watching your games
1: yeah yes and no I mean for me as my like first OHL season you kind of want to go in there and and develop as a player and get adjusted so for me that was kind of just the mentality I had and uh, obviously you tried you set yourself some personal goals and team goals so that's that's your main priority and obviously getting drafted is one of them so I kind of yeah I put pressure on myself but the main thing was just improvement and as long as I had improvement all season long uh, I was going to be out happy with the outcome I had so And looking back at it, all I saw was me going up with my game. So um, whatever happens at the draft happens and I'm pretty confident that I left it out all like all on the ice and I did what I had to do. So I just got to keep working hard, improve for next season and the season after. Right. So,
0: well, let's talk about this season, 59 points in 68 games, 30 of those 59 were goals. What was your first OHL goal like?
1: I mean, I kind of remember it's kind of a funny story. We're losing something like seven-two against Guelph, total blowout, and uh, home game it was the third game of the season, so uh, I was kind of wanted to take that weight off my shoulders, but I kind of got a lucky bounce where the puck was supposed to get dumped in our zone, hit a skate, went back. I was like on a two-on-zero basically with the me, Sam Sedley, and the goalie, and. I Was right, a, right ahead of Sam, so I just looked at the net and shot it. And for some reason, it went in on one of my buddies, uh, Jacob Oser from back home. So my first goal was uh, the same game as his first OHL win, so it's kind of a oh, wow, of, yeah, wow. exactly. That, so oh my a, god,
0: the twist,
1: yeah, exactly. It's kind <laughs> of uh, something when I tell people how that happened, it's kind of a funny story to tell just because. Obviously, was happy for him to get his first win, but against us, I wasn't too uh, too happy with the blowout. But getting that first goal on him in his first win was kind of funny for us.
0: I'm trying to think of who has the right breaking rights. I mean, it's going kind of, yeah. like both of you guys do. He has the win, but you have the goal.
1: I mean, the real the real brag is us uh, winning this exactly. so that, the season series. Exactly, that's the real brag, right? So that's what I always come back to. If you exactly
0: it up. see, that's what and, you know. That's what is most important right is yeah. winning the whole series is not winning the one game
1: yeah exactly
0: when things start clicking for you and I guess this kind of talks about your confidence boost that you had this whole season how do you remain level-headed or how do you remain confident uh because there are so many ups and downs throughout one season
1: yeah for sure I mean um obviously when you hit the Christmas break time it's a uh, the game kind of steps up after, and then once you hit the playoff, that's even another step higher. So throughout that whole um, that whole time, you get ups and downs, and you get you get hot and you get cold. But um, like I said that earlier, improvement is key. So as long as you're improving, um, the rest is gonna come. So even if I'd get on those cold streaks where things wouldn't go as like the way I wanted to, I always just come back to my original game which is just to play hard and and try to improve and practice and just work harder off the ice so that's kind of how I I got out of it and obviously there's ups and downs but as long as the team's doing good that's all that matters right so um like I I think at some point went on an eight game losing streak but then we went on like something like a 15 game point streak as a team so you know there's downs and then there's highs and you just you just gotta learn from both like going on on a down you got to just learn from it so how you can turn that into wins so
0: how did you deal with all the like postponements and i guess rescheduling that yeah that's the same word but um because like this whole season was wild like we started without fans then there were fans then there weren't fans and then we're dealing with covid postponements and and to see a season that finally got played it must have felt good as a player that the commissioner was committed to a full 68 game season
1: yeah, I mean it's all in my opinion it's a mental thing and also a physical thing in a way, right? You always got to be ready to play. So um, for us, um, we just treated every game as if it was going to be played. So and that's how you got to look at things. So um, we were obviously um, kind of disappointed when there was those postponed postponements, and then uh, it was it was just us getting ready, for, like pregame practice. Um, just bus rides or anything right you just always got to be ready and uh, no matter what you just in your head you have to tell yourself that you're to be ready to play a big games so sometimes you'd hear rumors and stuff going on you just got to blog that away and kind of focus on what the goal is and uh, it was kind of we were lucky to have uh, you know the OHL running things and going through a 68 game season like we did uh that was huge for us. And obviously we we like weren't really expecting that to be honest, right? Yeah. But yeah. um kind of just sticking to it with them uh made things easier. So
0: well, it must have been because like you guys we had we had the season canceled last year. There was yeah. no OHL hockey, which is garbage, yeah. considering that the Q and the dub found ways to play. And I was I was even scared that was that there was gonna be no OHL season because then I'm hearing like, okay, this team has COVID tests. And this team has – and it's like, oh, my God, like, oh, no, what are we going to do here?
1: Yeah, it's like – it's obviously kind of um, – we had a, so many false hopes and um, rumors rumors going on the year before that when we came in season or we like, all right, if they're committed to, to us playing, like, they better give us a, a full 68-game season with what we had to go through the season before, right? But obviously we understand with COVID how it wasn't easy to run things. But um we were just happy that we were able to get through the whole season. And I'd say especially at the at the Christmas break point, like things started to calm down in a way where the, like the mass mandates and the all that crap going on um got taken away. So once that was out, everything went smooth and uh it's gonna be like that next year and the year is moving on. So
0: well, I mean, as, especially as a rookie for you, like you haven't even played the whole league yet. So is there kind of a team that you're looking forward to playing most next year?
1: Definitely the Ottawa 67s. Oh, I yeah. Mean, uh, the first thing I did actually was kind of look, well, like I found out who the home opener was and then um, I went straight to where, when am I going to be in Ottawa? To... So my parents are already looking at booking everything for that. Um the closer I am in the east, the cl- like from Ottawa, the better it is for my parents, obviously. So yeah. they'll have the chance to me play more. So and, uh, obviously for friends too, but um, it was kind of just, uh, it was exciting to see the schedule just because it's so much different from last year. It's like seeing that we don't have to play Guelph 12th time this year. It must have of, gone uh, so boring. Yeah. It's, it's like kind giving of, a new uh, team. Yeah. I mean, I kind of love playing Guelph. I mean, I usually had like decent games against them. Like they were a fun (laughs) team. Like I'll be honest, they were like a fun team to play against. Um, They were pretty like, uh, we had some good games against them, but uh, definitely London is one of those teams that I'm also happy when We don't have to play 10 times. So um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of exciting just to see me going closer to home, like Kingston and Ottawa. Um, So
0: your Jersey number was number 11. Is there a story behind it? um yeah kind of like i said earlier
1: my my favorite players while well, growing up I was big jason spezza fan yeah and then uh, i wore 19 as a kid like like before my um my triple uh, years and um so i always wore number 19 because of him but then uh barrett curran was an overager before the covid year had 19 and i didn't want to interfere with that so oh, you don't kinda...
0: want to mess with the overagers exactly
1: yeah you don't want to you know, you don't even think about it. You just let them uh do their yeah, thing. Exactly. So uh, I didn't even it didn't even come like as soon as I saw No Rage, you had number nineteen. I I you know, immediately accepted it and wasn't even bothered yeah. by it. Yeah. So um and then um my another one of my good players I like was uh Dan like Daniel Alfriston right. Mm-hmm. So uh and he was number eleven. And my brother always wore not eleven growing up, and I thought, wow, that, like it's a really good like in my opinion, it's one of the best. It's a, yeah, days. it's a
0: nasty number.
1: Yeah. I find it, I find it good, the double ones. And, um, yeah, I just went for a new, uh, I, I said new season, new path, just uh new number and see where that brings me. Right. So
0: let's talk about the playoffs here for a quick second. You know, you had four points in seven games, but as a rookie, like we've been, like I mentioned all along, what's it like playing in that do or die seventh game? It's, uh,
1: it's, it's hockey, right? It's, uh, a game of bounces and a game of preparation, and um, that game I think Flynn just had one one extra lucky bounce than us, and uh, you know they they won the game, they won the series. But if we were to go back and um, play that game in Sound, maybe it would have been a different result, right? Uh, in my opinion, I don't think like I don't think the better team won that series. I think it was such a close series that anyone could have taken it and they were just, um, got those extra, you know, they were a much older team than us and, and other people expected them to, to win that series easily. But I think we turned a lot of heads with the battle we gave them and even being up to one at hour point and then coming back, um, it was great for us as a young team to learn from the future as well. So
0: since this is your first playoffs, did you notice that there is less time and space out there?
1: Yeah, definitely, right? Like, you kind of uh, line match a bit more than regular season. Um, so you kind of pre-scout teams more. Uh, you only have one team to play against in, in two uh, like, a span of two weeks. So you kind of get used to, to their style of play, and you, you do adjustments when things don't go right. And uh, so all of that means that there's less time and space, right? So uh, it's uh, definitely not easy playing against guys like Hoffman, Kappen, who are laying the body around, playing a high-skill like high skill pace game. So it's, uh, it's a big adjustment for guys like me. But uh, with what we learned and the results, I mean, we're just uh, trying to do better next year, and I'm confident that we will. So.
0: You're a draft prospect for this upcoming draft. How did this season help you prepare for that?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, like preparation and uh, the ma- mental side of things. Um uh, and even like improvement like i said it's just every year you're getting older getting better um you just gotta keep like stay focused on stuff so obviously the season prepared me for for the draft and for what it takes to to get to the next level and uh, so everything is kind of given to you and it's just whether you're going to take it or not and and, and the goal is just to, to keep improving and and be ready to play against a grown men. so
0: did you happen to get invited to the combine
1: no, I mean I kind of um, kind of knew like early, early enough in the year that I wasn't invited, and um, if they would have made the selection maybe later in the year, maybe I would have gotten invited. I don't know. Um, I still had the chance to talk to teams this year, um, going to to staff right, and uh, I'm just uh, waiting for uh, for July eight right now and uh, kind of hoping to to see what uh, how things are gonna turn out for me.
0: What was it like talking to NHL teams like this? That must've been like, so like legit for you. Like, Oh my God, this is my first shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obviously kind of like, it's kind of like the OHL draft, but on a, on another level, like the yeah. draft, you kind of learn how to talk to, to scouts and how to, you know, what to say, what not to say. And then, um, you know, at the NHL level, they're really more, uh, they get deeper in questions and they, they kind of, uh, focus on things that could throw you off or whatever and uh there's like certain teams that that were harder interviews than others and uh there's a couple teams that just try to to throw you off but then there's other teams right that they they just want to see what kind of kid you are and try to get to know you so um it's obviously that's also like uh a life lesson in there right it's just learning how to how to be yourself and uh how to talk so
0: It's all a mental game. Like we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all, uh, you know, it can help you or can uh, also put you on the no draft list. So it is what it is.
0: As we're closing off this interview here, do you have any advice for younger hockey players?
1: Um, for, for me, it's just to believe in yourself and just know that with hard work, uh, it pays off. Like that's, all I got to say. Hard work really does pay us off. And as cliche as it sounds, it's, it's true. Guys kind of get carried away from it during the season. You know, they try to score goals. With things don't go right, they try to change things, get carried away from their game. But my biggest advice is kind of know what you're good at and know what your weaknesses are and work around that right and just improve and work hard.
0: Well, I'd like to thank again, Cedric Gwinden, for joining me on today's paycast. Thank you again, Cedric. Yeah, anytime. I appreciate it.